Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? A little Brady's Bank is Tom Brady and company. Pick up a W to start the year, throttling the Cowboys, shutting them completely down offensively in Big D. What's it mean? We're going to dive into that. Also, a little bit of a Gators gripe, as or Gators grip, both apply, as the Florida Gators lay a big egg at home to Kentucky, and target acquired. First big firing of the college football season. Nebraska's looking for a head football coach. Why, someone near and dear, two people near and dear to the Florida State-Florida rivalry should be front and center. One, more than likely, will get an interview. One won't, and that's a shame. So we're going to look at that as well. Remember, Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network, at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. Harp on Sports, the auditory route, the bar, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. And of course, harponsports.com. A little Gator gripe to get this thing started. Florida Gators, look, they laid an egg at home. And, you know, I'm close to this. I used to get worked up when people didn't have realistic expectations. Like, how can't you take a step back and have perspective? How can't you do that? I've learned now that on the ripe side of 40, that the more unrealistic you are, the smarter I look. Because I, I am a realist right down the middle. Not too high, not too low. I'm what you call legitimate stock when it comes to my sports aptitude. Not going to get too high, not going to get too low. And after the first week, Anthony Richardson, Heisman Trophy, Anthony Richardson, first pick in the draft. I needed more than a 60-minute sample size. Don't believe me? Take a step back. Think about this. How many people thought that Notre Dame had closed the gap on elites because they led Ohio State at halftime? One week later, Marcus Freeman is the first coach in the history of that school to lose his first three games. Oh, what a difference seven sunrises can make. In their case, sunsets. Same thing here. Anthony Richardson, we don't know what we're going to get. That's kind of the point. A guy that's starting his third game ever at quarterback. You don't know what you're going to get, huh? Things take a while to settle. Things take a while to melt. So let it melt. Let it come into place here a little bit. Things have different cooking temperatures. Everybody thinks their football program, I shouldn't say everybody, unrealistic fans think that they can pull off a Thanksgiving 10-course meal in the span of an hour. doesn't work that way. Anthony Richardson is phenomenally talented. I made a case last week that he reminds me a lot of Josh Allen his first year in Buffalo, the way he's able to move without the ball, just can't throw it down the field. Go back and look at Josh Allen's first year in Buffalo. He had the same issues. Good coaches find a way to make you throw the ball. That's why Tim Tebow's not in the NFL anymore. Bill Belichick came out and said, we're going to rush three. We're going to bracket you. We're going to go safety side. You're going to throw the ball out. 25 yards and out. Go for it. We dare you. We dare you. 
25 yards out. Throw it. Now, you do that stuff to Patrick Mahomes, you're going to get eaten alive. You do that stuff to Josh Allen now, you're going to get eaten alive. Justin Herbert, eaten alive. But if you got some question marks with your arm strength and decision-making and I can disguise defenses, I'm going to get you. And that's what happened. And also, Kentucky's got NFL-caliber defensive backs. And the other thing that people forget is that Kentucky now has film on the Utah game, and they can look at what worked and said, we are going to take those things away. Phil Jackson and Pat Riley were great at this in the NBA, where they talked about adjustments between games. It's like, now that we see what you did well, we will take that away, and now you got to come up with something else, and it's tough to do on the fly. Yeah, it's tough. Now, look, if you can run the football, you change all that, right? Because I can just run it down your throat. But if you take away the run and make me have to throw, now I'm in trouble. Because now you've bracketed and you've disguised things, and it's tough to make those adjustments. So, again, the Gators' gripe needs to be a grip on reality. He's rebuilding this thing. Billy Napier's a good football coach, a solid football coach. But he needs the weapons to pull this off. And, you know, I was sitting here looking at this. And... You know, we're talking about there's no elite talent. There's no elite receivers. They can't get separation. They can't open things up. Yeah. So what do you do? You have to run the football. When you're down 10, it's tough to do. When you're down 10, that's tough to do in a game. And when you're struggling offensively and you face your real first sign of adversity, everything was going right for Florida in week one. And they caught some breaks, right? Utah made some mistakes down the stretch. Florida capitalized, made some big interceptions. Kentucky wasn't going to make those mistakes. They're like, okay, you're going to beat me with your arm. Go for it. And Anthony Richardson couldn't do it. Now, in the weeks that come, South Florida, here you try out some things. Here's where you want to get up like 14, 17 points, and then you can try to do some things. You don't want to give too much away, but you want to open it up a little bit. Then you got Tennessee on the road. Gator fans, you're going to have to come to grips with reality. This is going to take a while. If you want to believe that this team's going to go 10 and 2, knock yourself out. Like I said, those things used to bother me. I thought, oh my gosh, how aren't you realistic? The more unrealistic you are, the smarter I look, the smarter I appear. That's just not individual fans. That's all fans. The more unrealistic you are, you wait and see. Okay. Okay. I'll be a steady stock, slowly rising. You can be Bitcoin, you can be Dogecoin, you can go up and down, up and down, up and down. I want to be a steady rising stock. I want to be GE. I want to be an oil company, just steadily rising. I want to be a tech company, just steadily rising. Disney, steadily rising. You go ahead and chase those. Not me. Steady, steady, steady. We'll see what happens. But it's just reality. What happened with Anthony Richardson? Somebody got film on you for a game. Now they know what you can do, and they take that away from you. It's all about adjustments. That's why game twos and series are everything. Once I see what you do in a game one, now what do I see what you do in a game two? Now we're even 1-1. Now we got a chess match for the next five games. Football's not that type of luxury, but look what Texas was able to do against Alabama. Now it'll be interesting to see what other teams do against them. Now the team that's going to have the, the most talent to throw at them first is going to be who? A&M, right? And A&M just laid an egg. A&M has the closest thing talent-wise that Alabama's going to see in the regular season. A&M then what? Not LSU, Auburn, Arkansas. Probably A&M then Arkansas talent-wise. So what happens when you get close talent-wise? Well, then you can play a little more chess than checkers. 
But if you're not close talent-wise, not much you can do. By the way, I think Texas is going to be just fine in the SEC. Just fine. Switching gears, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, you know, I wrote this down. The Brady Bank. Tom Brady is so smart. He makes withdrawals when he has to. Doesn't take out too much. Just enough. He does what he needs to cover his expenses. Oh, can't score? We'll take three. Okay, can't get a touchdown? We'll take three. We're eventually going to have to score a touchdown here. But playing that team over there, I know we can get away with this. It helps you got a strong defense, right? Now, you know, we're talking about how Leonard Fournette had a massive game, and he did. What, a buck 20? I mean, what carried the ball over 20 times? He was amazing. And as banged up as the Bucks offensive line is, and look, Brady got thumped around a little bit. The fact that they were able to run the ball effectively is impressive. Tom Brady missed Rob Gronkowski. And you see this a little bit with the Chiefs as well, with Travis Kelsey, is the tight end the one that always demands the double team, right? The tight end is the one, because you can put the tight end in the middle of the field. You can try to put a linebacker on him, but you got to bring the safety up. The tight end's ability to start in the middle of the field and move out and in, he's the one that moves the secondary around. Receivers on the outside, once they finally come across the middle, can change some things, but tight ends are so demanding. And Rob Gronkowski's a guy on the goal line. You can't cover him one-on-one. There's no way. Kind of like Travis Kelsey. You saw Arizona. We're we're glad Tyree Kill's gone. We're going to cover Travis Kelsey one-on-one. Okay, good luck. You got to pick your poisons, right? Four field goals. First two-plus quarters. You saw the Bucs miss Rob Gronkowski. Now, he says he's retired. Is he going to come back? Don't know. Kind of like to have him if you're the Bucs. What person wants fewer weapons? What kid wants fewer toys? And it's just something else to play with. Have you ever seen a kid at Christmas get the toy that he wanted? Yeah, look at my toy. But he's got 10 more presents. I've got nieces and nephews galore. They'll open what they wanted to get it like their third or fourth present at Christmas. They don't stop unwrapping presents. They keep unwrapping them and unwrapping them and unwrapping them, even though they got what they already wanted. Tom Brady, I'll have another present, please. You bet. Now, look, as time goes on, the Fournette is a formidable Russian guy. I get it. Weaponry, Julio Jones was impressive. What did I write down? He had, was it 12 touches for 76 yards? Okay. Okay, now I've got something with Julio here. 11 touches, 76 yards. They miss Gronk. Miss Gronk on the goal line, kicking all those field goals. At least down in the red zone. Guy's ability to stretch things out, open guys up one-on-one, move the sticks. Such a big body. When you got a guy that's, what, 6'5", like he is, 6'4", and go down, just slide in between the seam and sit there. Brady throws a bullet, and he gets bounced. Down he goes, but he picks up the first down. We'll see. And look, Gronk may not come back till week five or six. Try to talk him into it. Stay in shape. Don't know, but they could have used him. Uh, you know, overall, you know, I wrote down a couple of things. The Bucks. If, if you take anything away from that game, I don't care. You know, Prescott gets hurt late, but what that Bucks front seven defensively did to the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys had to make some changes and didn't have Amari Cooper. He's gone, and but the Cowboys offensive line couldn't do anything against the Bucks front four front seven, and that's a good sign. 
especially when you look at the rest of the NFC South, the Falcons, eh, they were competitive. Could have won, should have won. The Saints had to make a monster comeback in the Panthers. Eh, booty. So Brady and the Bucks, this is what he does the first four weeks of the year. He tinkers. He tinkers. He messes with this. He messes with that. He adjusts this. He does that. That's what he does the first four months or first four weeks. He did it in New England. I don't know how many times I saw one year the Patriots went to Jacksonville and I was there. It was a 2018. Lost by three touchdowns. I saw him lose to the Saints by multiple touchdowns trying to figure things out in the early going of the year. And the, the, the Bucks and Brady, they're going to be fine. It's like, oh, he, he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't look sharp. Like, okay, bet against him. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's not what he once was, but he's good enough to win you a boatload of games. And in the NFC, he doesn't have to deal with Mahomes, Herbert, or Allen. He'll just have to deal with one of them if they get that far. So Brady's bank always just takes enough money out. Just does enough. Most quarterbacks like, give me a hundred. I'll take 200 out. He's like, how much is it? 38, 88. Give me $40. I just need enough. That's what separates the good from the greats. And vis-a-vis. One to wrap with this little target acquired. We have our first major program in college football firing their coach. It took a whole two weeks. Scott Frost done it in Nebraska. If there were ever a slam dunk hire, this guy is right out of central casting. He's a former, you know, Husker. Oh my gosh, he's a former quarterback. He won us a national championship. A Tom Osborne guy coming off an undefeated season in a national championship, right? It's Central Florida. Scott Frost, ladies and gentlemen. And it didn't work out. No such thing as a sure thing. No such thing as a sure thing. So now what? Well, Trev Alberts and company will take a step back and try to figure out where to go from here. And to me, three names bubbled to the surface immediately. People pointed at Urban Meyer. It's not going to be Urban Meyer. You can forget that. Two currently active. One not active. There's a coach out there that's taken two teams to major bowl games. It's former Florida head football coach Dan Mullen, who went to three straight major bowl games. Now, did it end well for him at Florida? No, it didn't. But Dan Mullen's had success. Mississippi State, he won double-digit games. Went to the Orange Bowl. Florida, he went to three major bowl games in a row, right? He went to Chick-fil-A Peach. He went to the Orange. And he went to the Cotton. Now, they got drilled, but he went to three major bowl games in a row. So, he's the first one out there. Now, you may say, I don't know, offensive. Look, Nebraska's about as offensively stagnant as you can get. Okay, fine. That's one. The second one, which is the safe pick, he's the Nutrigrain bar, the granola bar, the bowl of Wheaties. That's Mark Stoops. He's been at Kentucky almost a decade. He just passed Bear Bryant as the winningest football coach at Kentucky. Dude's probably going to win 10 games this year. In a program that's probably second to last in its side of a division in football pedigree. The only one that's below him is, right, is, is Vanderbilt. Even Missouri has more football pedigree than Kentucky. So the fact that this dude could win double-digit games again at Kentucky, 
to me, it's impressive. Like a little era Parsegian Northwestern impressive. Wow, that's pretty good stuff. You win, you get there, and you get out. Lee Corso, back in the day, used to call those cemetery programs. You get in, you get out. Get in, get out. He's been there a decade. He's done a nice job building it up. But Mark Stoops has taken Kentucky as far as he's going to take them. They're going to play Georgia, and they're going to lose by two touchdowns. And this Kentucky team could finish 11-1 and at the end of the year. But they're not getting by. They're just not beating Georgia. And, I mean, who really can? Alabama? Maybe Ohio State? Not very many teams out there. Maybe Clemson? USC talent-wise? I... It's a handful. So that's the second one. The third one. And if Florida State, Florida State, we're talking about Florida Dan Mullen. Florida State didn't hire him, and I get why. He wasn't ready. But he's proven he can recruit. He's a big name. Nebraska could kick the tires on Deion Sanders. No. Why not? Bo Pelini, Mike Riley, Scott Frost. You need to do something different, gang. You need to do something different. Mark Stoops is a guy that's won at a high level. He's beaten pedigree programs at Kentucky. Dan Mullen's beaten pedigree programs at Florida. And there's other guys out there that you start looking around at, like, well, I wonder if he'll come here. Nebraska's not the hook that it was. I think you could get stooped. Every one that I gave you is a realistic hire. You're not high. Sarkeesian's not leaving Texas. You're not getting any of those guys to leave. You're just not. So who else is out there that you're going to go grab? And again, I look at guys that win in certain areas of the country. Again, the safe bet is Stoops. He's the bull of Wheaties. He's the bull of Cheerios. You want to go for it? Yeah. Deion Sanders. So those are the three guys. And they all make sense. Oh, you can't hire Dion. I'm going to tell you right now, somebody's going to hire him. Somebody's going to hire him away from Jack State. Somebody's going to hire him. I just like to be the team that doesn't. Somebody's going to look around and go, you know what? Recruiting-wise, look what he was able to do there. Imagine what he could do here with our resources. The Big Ten's got enough money. Somebody's going to hire him. Question is who? Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. At Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. Of course, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel. Of course, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, and HarpOnSports.com. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.